Good evening and welcome to a Turk Top Special, the debate episode 10. I'm Gav Mack. Up front with me is Stephen Cotton. Bonjour. Hello, hello, hello. You know, um, and in behind the pair of us is Ed Hall. Southgate out. Oh, wait, wrong show. <laughs> wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Stephen Burke, how are you, bud? Uh, welcome to Five Midfield. Oh, no, that's the wrong show as well, isn't it? We're on a different one. <laughs> We've got so many shows now. <laughs> So many shows, showing our face everywhere. As always, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash to a top football. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, and Apple Music at to top football. Um, boys, injuries. There's a lot, isn't there? Um, there before, yeah. b- before I ask anyone a question, I just want, um, in fact, I'm going to ask a question to you guys. Go on a number, get it to the nearest. So up until the... Today, the 17th of November, the time of recording, how many injuries are there recognised in the first team of all 20 Premier League teams, Cotton? All together? Mm. 20. 210. 210? Um, um, <laughs> 210? This is like, um, I was going to say 45. Buck? I reckon 68. Well, well, Buck, you are the closest, but you're still a little way out. 115. Oh, wow. 115. That includes muscle injuries. It includes ACLs, things like that. It also includes COVID as well. But these are for... Is COVID an injury? Yeah, because you're going to be out. You're going to you're not going to be available for selection. So these are first team, not youth players as well. So it's quite, it's quite harrowing. The team that has the most is Liverpool. Although they have had a got have had a little bit of injury news which is a positive to them. And that's Andy Robertson. Looks like he's going to be available for Scotland in the next couple of days, which means Woo! that he is going to be available <laughs> at the weekend. He'll yes. get injured, yeah. yeah. yeah that's why, what I meant. Why aggravate it? Why aggravate it? So Ed, I'll come to you first because you are a Liverpool fan and I want I, 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 want, I want your thoughts on the injury situation, first of all, with Liverpool and then as a whole. Um, with, I mean, with Liverpool, it's just, it's just bad luck. I mean, we, we knew that injuries were going to plague the season with the fixture congestion, the pre-season. It's just been go, go, go. So I was expecting this, but I was kind of hoping for a start in 11 or somewhat something that looks remotely like it. I mean, it's where you lose the players. Liverpool have lost... I mean, if Robertson gets injured, we would have lost our back four, our starting back four. And it, it's all well and good saying you've got the player, but it's it's knowing the system, it's playing together. If you don't play week in, week out, we have the players to get the results still, but for the duration of the season, probably not. Because these mm. ain't a couple of weeks injuries. Some of them are, but some of them, we've lost Joe Gomez and Van Dijk, our two central defenders, for effectively the whole season. Mm. everyone else is in the same boat and I mean it's Liverpool right now but expect other teams I mean Man City have it pretty bad but Tottenham Arsenal the rest of them are going to be in crisis at the back end you know you're also missing Salah through Covid you're missing Hendo you're missing Ox. You've also lost already Thiago. this season and have come back. You've missed Allison. He's come back now, but you missed Mane already this season as well. So Thiago, yeah, Thiago, yeah, Fabinho, Trent's mm. out. Um, no, it, these ain't just small names. Jordan Henderson's out, as you said. Chamberlain's been out since the start of the season, and we've had Naby Keita out. We've had Mane out because it, if it's not injury, it's COVID. So mm. it, it, you've now got to balance two types of. Um, absolutely I mean, now. Liverpool just need one of them t-shirts a bit like the Balotelli thing why always us <laughs> I mean yeah I mean that would aggregate some fans right up the wrong way because it's not <laughs> it's not just us but well the second the two the two teams with the second most injuries in crisis um, are Crystal Palace and Man United with eight so, Cotton, what, 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 what do you think of that when you hear Liverpool fans say, I'm not saying you, Ed, but like Liverpool fans as a whole thinking, oh my God, like the world's going to go mad. Um, honestly, name me name me a season in the last five or ten years for United where we haven't had an injury crisis. When, when have we ever had a, a full back four to pick from? I think um, 
Van Gaal didn't pick a, a same 11 for X amount of games in a row. Solskjaer, uh, it was when we beat PSG in the group a few weeks ago, it was something like the first time we'd had the same 11 starting for X amount of, of weeks and months because we always have the same issue as well. Um, we have we have like the depth in numbers, we just don't have it in quality. Like we mm. do have seven centre-backs on the book, books at the minute. Like if Lindelof and Maguire get injured, we do have Tuanzebe and we do have Rojo and Phil Jones to an extent. That can well, Phil Jones is one of those that's out actually. He's out he's until not, Christmas. Yeah, Ali, well, he's not registered anyway, is he? So yeah. um, it does happen, man. Um, it does get super frustrating and you, you do start to question... Honestly, under Van Gaal, I honestly used to get so angry, especially like Rashford had to play against Michelin. And obviously, you know this as well, Gav. Rashford, not only was he not the first choice for the for the, uh, for the reserves, he wasn't the first choice for the under-18s. He wasn't the second or third choice for the under-18s. Choice, yeah. Everyone was injured. We had six strikers out of injury. And at, at one point, I was getting so pissed off. And I, was, and I was literally like, what is Van Gaal doing in training? What what is he <laughs> what is he putting the players through to, to get to lead us to this situation? And I'm not saying that's what's going on at Liverpool. It is, like like you said, it is uh, bad luck and stuff. But the one thing I would say about the Liverpool thing, how how long have we been saying, has everyone been saying, that Liverpool need a new centre-back? This isn't, mm. this isn't, they haven't just been stuck with this situation because they've had an injury now. Is, is that bad foresight for them not to have dipped their toes in, in the market? I've, I said last year, I know Liverpool went on to win the league, but I said last year, in January, go and buy yourself a world-class centre-back to put next to Van Dijk. And you, see you actually said it on this show. Yeah, and I, and I said you'd put a stranglehold on English football for the next five, ten years. And they didn't. And but could you, they? You can't... Yeah. What? If you had, say, you had, say you had Van Dijk and... and, and no, I won't say Koulibaly because I'll get shouted at. Say you had Van Dijk and, Var- <laughs> Van Dijk and Varane. Something like that. No, right? I, I mean, on that's paper, that sounds great, but that wasn't where we needed to strengthen. Liverpool's targets was the need, midfield. Hold on. And they have to sell, yeah. they sell players. So they prep, we're like, we're going to sell X amount of players and then we're going to buy this player. Every centre-back around about that time, include, so let's say Kulabale, because he was a linked name. They're all expensive targets and that wasn't what we needed. We had Joel Matip, we had Van Dijk, Gomez, Fabinho fills that role and we're trying to bring Reese Williams through. So that's five centre-backs. Who could have predicted that we would have lost effectively all four? I mean, I was four for five. You were going to say that you didn't need to strengthen in that in that place at that time. Two words for you, Diego Jota. You've got twenty-four wingers that can play up front. You didn't you didn't need Diego Jota. Could that money not have been spent getting a central midfielder, getting a defensive midfielder? Because okay, you've got Fabinho, but he's he's injured now because he was playing centre back. Naby mm. Keita, does he even play for the club anymore? Like I don't know. Well, what he gets. To him. Yeah, he's all right. But do you know what I mean? Should that jot of money, but it should have been spent? Well, no, but the jo- the we knew we was always going to go for an out-and-out attacker. Origi fills in for it. He's a good substitution. He was never... We could never trust him to do a whole run of games. We knew for three years we were very lucky with the front three not getting injured. We were waiting for it to one day happen. It still hasn't. So we thought we've got to bring Jota in. Because we played them every game. If we didn't play him, we didn't win. So Jota made sense. But we just didn't know it was going to be Jota, if that makes sense. It was, we just knew we were going to get a new attacker. But, but, yeah. defensively, but defensively, I still think they, that there was a requirement for another centre-half, right? Because, yes, your starters are Van Dijk and Gomez. Matip is a good defender, like, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. if one of those does receive a serious injury or has a, has a dip of form or, you know, you want to change your system p- partway through a game, you haven't got anyone else really that can fill in in that position. You can't play Milner everywhere. So I think it Watch was it. very uh, hey, stick him in goal. Yeah. I think it was key for you to go and get a centre half, but you don't always. It didn't need. It didn't need to be like some mad world class centre half. So I, I sort of disagree with Cotton in a way. A world class one would have would have gone alongside Van Dyke rather than someone on the same level as Joe Gomez. But there's even players in the Premier League that you could have gone out and got. You know, or players that have got, got Connor Cody bring him back. You know, um, so, um Sionchu. You know, uh, so to be fair, Ed, you, you'll know the answer to this. How many games did Gomez miss last season and the season before for injury? Because it was quite a lot as well. He I don't know. I can't give you the exact number, but Joe Gomez is an injury prone, injury prone that's, player. That's what I mean. so we brought him from Charlton and he was injured for a year as soon as we got him. Yeah. And then he, he misses about three, four months a season at a time. So I was aware that we were playing with fire. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
That's what I mean. Uh, he shouldn't be. It shouldn't all be pinned on him if if you know that he's gonna. Oh yeah, from a bias bias perspective, it might do us the world of good. If we still get the results, we're going to be forced to buy a good centre back now. Yeah. So perhaps in the long run it'll work out, but right now it's See, dangerous times. Gomez, Gomez is the player that you should have waiting in the wings for when your main centre backs get injured, not the guy. I like Joe Gomez. I do rate him, but I don't think I don't think he should be number one or two. He's still young, man. People forget. No, no, he's no, only no, twenty-three. No, 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 but I'm saying is we wanted to we wanted to progress him to be the England centre back. The next we wanted him to kind of be the next no. England centre back. But you know, injuries just keep coming back, and we've got to be wise about that. Mm. And look, there's a lot of muscle injuries though, and this is something that Arsenal used to struggle with a lot over the years, and that. And we we used to just think it was just a bit of coaching or something because we would find that. Any club that would have a muscle injury, their player would be out for two weeks, two to four weeks. Arsenal, they would have a muscle injury and they'll be out for three months, four months at a time. But now with technology and different coaching and things like that, it's still there's still loads of muscle injuries popping up. So what's what's causing it? I think there's lots of different things that could potentially do it. Wow, I don't think it's just the number of games and the fixtures that they're playing. You know, there's so much that has changed over the course of the last, let's say, five, six years. Yeah, this generation of players is probably the first generation of players where they're not being asked to play through injuries. Painkiller injections is not even an option now. It's no, 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 he's got a knock, he needs to stay off, we need to rest him. It's, we're probably looking at the first generation that's actually going to finish their careers and still be able to walk properly. Um, so that's got a lot to do with it. You know, we're, we're far more cautious, far more considerate towards the player's long-term welfare. But there's other things that have changed. Boots are a lot lighter. Um, mm. The pitches have changed. Most of the pitches now are not totally 100% grass. They're not. They're a mixture of 4G and grass fibres all mixed in together and intertwined. The training sessions are far more intense. I think there's lots of things that are all coming in. I, I want to touch on the boots, actually, because... Boots back in the day. What what boots did did people have? You know, like I I had, I had Copa Mundials. They're made out of like kangaroo leather, and they're, they're they're rough as hell. So boots nowadays they're made out of paper. Like what sort of boots were you got? Uh, I can ask Cotton and Buck that. I don't know if I can ask Ed that question because he's considerably younger than us. But what boots oh, did you considerably have? younger? Let me just get that one out there. We've got a good twenty years. They are kangaroo leather. These were about 10, 15 years old. These are my, my babies. But these were kangaroo leather. They're just the tiampos. They are solid as a rock. They're clunky and cumbersome, but I've got big, wide, fat feet, so I'd never I never fit in vapours and stuff like that. I always used to I used to rock the tiampos or it was a pair of Predators. That was it. And and they and even Predators were bordering on the if they were a bit light side, but they were still quite thick leather. Mm. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> out, man. Boy, the, the record that the record those boots hold, they probably should belong in a museum. I'm telling you. Yeah, <laughs> oh anyway, you know it. But it's true though. The boots—they're so lightweight nowadays. They're made out of—they're they're literally made out of of cellophane. Like so, PLC. Yeah. So PVC. PVC. PLC. Yeah. Vinyl, vinyl group. Yeah. Um, buy shares in that. Uh, not from us, but um, no, it's it's true though. Like, how many times have you seen like ankle injuries and things like that? I'm, like, boots that I've had in the past have had, you know, a little gap which is there. So when you put your shin pads on, you've got the ankle guards on your shin pads and they fit. Uh, so, do, do you think equipment has a lot to do with the injuries that we're having at the moment? Yeah, definitely. And they had they put down. Do you remember we had that spate about? I was probably about ten years ago now where people kept getting metatarsal injuries mm. and they put that down to a change in the boot design where you were seeing more plastic on the underneath of the boots so that it was more blades rather than studs. Mm. That's now sort of slowly moved, sort of moved away because we don't tend to get very many metatarsal injuries anymore, but you're just getting it in other areas. And if you change the design, you change the layout, all you're doing is moving the stress of the foot as it lands from one place to another area. And the weakest area is always going to be where you get your injuries. Mm. And you mentioned about the, the pitches as well. Oh, who's, who was that? Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say, like, I, I, I agree with the, like, the boots and stuff are lighter and stuff. 
But he, he, here's, here's the thing for you, right? It's a two little, little, little two-minute thing. We are eight game weeks into the season already, right? We're eight game weeks into a season where we've already had two Champions League game weeks. We've already had two three. international breaks. Three. three we've had two, yeah. interna- yeah. two international breaks, right? Gav, the, the Premier League season finished two and a half, three months ago. Like there is like, that yeah. amount. That's that amount of games. So let's not let's not forget. Like we'll not forget. Like last season was a whole distant memory. Don't forget in the last the last part of the season during lockdown, they were playing three games a week to try and get that finished. They mm. were playing cup games to try and get that finished. People were still already starting for Europa League qualification, and literally before you knew it, it was great for us because we wanted to watch some football. But the minute the prem season ended. It started again. Like these players have literally played. Like it's not a case of let's not think of uh, of this season as its own separate thing. If you if you look at the games that these players have had to play back to back, they've played three games a week for four or five months. Internationals and, as well. And, and to be fair, fair, even that, even when the Premier League restarted last season after the COVID break, they were still warning then. You know, they had three weeks to get geared back up again and get match yeah. fit. And none at no point were any of those teams properly match fit. So really. They've probably not had a preseason since what, 2019. And 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 the probably. thing is as well, it's not even just a case of playing as well. If you're, we all know how tiring travelling is. You you play a game on a Saturday in the Premier League when you've only just played the Wednesday before. Then you're flying out to Turkey or you're flying out to wherever on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You're flying back. You've got a day's rest if that because you've probably got to be back in training because you've got a game the next day. But there is no. Like me, like we, we are professional athletes. There's no way you're telling me that me, any of us four, would work like go to work three or four days, then fly somewhere, go to work the next day, get up, fly home, and go back to work again straight. Like we'd need a week. Yeah, you're not catch. You need to. You need off. a break. Yeah. You all know how tired your bodies get. Now imagine playing 90 minutes and doing five hours of training and do it. Like it, your body would be broken. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even play 90 these days. But like, I'm not surprised there's so many injuries at the minute with. The, the, everything that's going on. Why are we even playing international friendlies and and Mickey Mouse international tournaments during a pandemic? Why are we mm. flying players across the world every every five days? Like what what is the point? Why are we playing international friendlies anyway? That's what the nation league was meant to take over yeah. from. So why have we now doubled up the demand for football? Because I don't know. International ever... managers are arguing they don't have enough time. But I don't ever remember a time when there was ever three games in an international break. For a nation, it was always two. You're away uh, unless you're away for two weeks. Then you play, but like yeah, like Friday, Monday. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like yeah, the last game of the Premier League or whatever would be on the Sunday. Then you play um, when no, even then thinking about it, no, it was only ever two. Your nation only ever plays two games in that time period. But was it spread more across the year? Yeah, yeah, because then so you'd have that what they're doing. They're probably yeah, tr- yeah, trying to. But then if they're doing that, that, that's even worse. Why are they throwing in yeah. friendlies as well as the the need to, you know, squeeze the fixture list down into a much more concise timeline? Why? What would normally you've got a problem? Is, why add more to it? Because what would normally happen? You'd have the Premier League season start, not just Premier League season, top flight football around Europe in particular, start in August. You'd have transfer deadline day. That would be, you wouldn't have any fixtures after t- transfer deadline day. It would be an international break then, September, two games then. Then you got September, uh, then you got October, sorry. Then you got November, and there's no fixtures again till March. You'd have two in March, two in April, two in May, uh, like fixtures-wise. So you'd have a gap in, in those. What they've done... We start the season again in September and we've squeezed three in before and three in now. And there'll probably be three again in in March. I just think it's I think it's way too much. They've moved, I saw earlier on today, they've moved the World Club Cup that was meant to be next month uh, to February between the 1st of, uh, 1st of February and the 11th of February. But once again, do we need that tournament? Doesn't that work the African Cup of Nations? They when 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 did they move the Africa Afcon to? They moved it to next year, haven't they? Um, Afcon twenty twenty one. Oh my god, yeah, especially you lot. So <laughs> <laughs> right, off. you ain't got any players left, mate. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Well, yeah, Matic um, would. No, he bought Kalabala, he'd be off. <laughs> Matic yeah, would, yeah. 
Oh, they've moved it to 2022 now. So January oh, to okay. February 20, um, 2022. So 2022, that's going to be... Liverpool still world champions, that's what you're saying. But that's the same as the World Cup. Joking. Exactly. Later on that year, it's going to be the World Cup and it's going to be mad fixture congestion again. I honestly think that they should have used COVID as a time to reset, uh, not reset the clock, but change it to suit the timing of World Cup 2022. Because whether we like it or not, it's going to be at Christmas. So what they could have done, instead of rushing football back, they could have moved the seasons around year on year so then you still have a decent pre-season and then for the next two three years after that then sort of filter it back do you see what i mean yeah because like what are they going to do if, if there was no covid say we would start that season the 2021-22 season sorry the 22-23 season we would start it in august as normal then have a stop in november and then play the World Cup, and then how are the players are going to recover, and then start the season back in what Jan, and then finish the season still in May. We're talking about injuries now. What was it going to be like then? They could have used that time to to stagger it. I think they rushed football back anyway. Yeah, and that season. Don't forget, if you think of the Christmas list that normally comes out fixture wise, that's always congested over the Christmas and New Year period. If they're playing World Cups, then and actually, all you're going to do is move that fixture congestion to another month later down the year. So mm. you're just going to continue this like every two or three days is another game. Until situation. we take a break, or is this now the new norm? It'll become the new norm. Do we have to increase squads? Why, why are we like the only top nation, the top, like, top league in, in Europe that still doesn't have a winter break? Surely this, surely this whole situation now is, is like, it must be the catalyst to be like, right, I know that the, I know it's TV money and X Y Z, but a lot of the prem managers want to back a winter break. Surely this should be the time now to go. Like, come on, enough's enough. Like you, you're putting players. It's, it's ridiculous what what they're putting players under. Yeah. And and do you know what? Like I know, I know you guys did the mental health show as well. That mo- that must take a, a a massive. If you're that drained and you're playing three days a week, if you're if you're one of these teams that just keeps getting pumped and you're in the relegation fight. And it, it just must seem mature. Just, if you're playing mm. Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, and you're losing, 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 mm. uh, just imagine how draining that is. You wouldn't want to get up for that. You wouldn't want to get up early for training. You don't. You, you'd be you'd be so physically and mentally drained. It would be unbearable. Mm. But I think you've got the same argument with the teams at the top end of the table, though, haven't you? Because the pressure yeah. that you're under to succeed, like that's going to break you. You can't keep asking and demanding more and more and more and more and more every two days. Oh, well done. You won a game, but that's not good enough. We've got another one in two days time. You've got to go again. You've got to be at the top of your game. You're going to break them. It doesn't Spurs matter. Spurs is a perfect money. example of that as well, isn't it? Because you lot had to play. Um, if, if that game between you and Leighton Orient went ahead, wouldn't you add oh. something silly like seven games in in... 20 in 15 days or 16 days or something yeah, like that, was, wasn't it? If it was eight eight games in 15 or 16, it was literally every other day we're playing pathetic. another game of football. Absolutely pathetic. And so what 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 should they do? Should should we be looking at a winter break? And with that, how do we how, how how do we combat it? You say it won't happen, but why? No, won't but it's, it point, it's pointless saying it because because honestly, money is more important than the well-being of the players. It's all well and good posting mental health awareness, posting a nice big flyer, gamble away. It's like it's all these little things. It's like legally we have to do this, but at the end of the day, we're in it for the money. Money talks. You're more likely yeah. that them to go. Okay, we're going to increase double the squad size. You can have forty members in your squad. That's more likely to happen than they are going. We're going to take the month of football away. It's pointless even suggesting it. It's not going to happen. No All way. All they'll do is they'll increase the number of subs you can go and use. Maybe they'll start introducing things that you see at grassroots level, and you'll start seeing rolling subs in the top Oh my divisions. god! Can I mean, can you imagine that? the nightmare? Because what is it going to take? Is it going to take this right, this Christmas period? So we're we're only a month away from when the Christmas fixtures like really really kick in. How many injuries teams have now? Is it genuinely genuinely going to take a team like Sheffield United who run with a small squad? Is it going to take for them to turn around to the FA and go, we we can't play this weekend? 
we literally But no, have... they'll dock them. They'll dock them. Don't you remember? That yeah. happened to Middlesbrough. You've seen that already, yeah, though. Middlesbrough in the 90s. But, yeah, but this is what I mean. Is it going to take some? Is it going to take a team like that to turn around and go, we literally don't have any fit players. We we can't compete. Then, again, then will they take notice? I look at teams that have got small squads. I look at teams that have got small squads. The Sheffield United have got a small squad. They're missing seven first team players right now out of their 25. They're missing they're missing seven. That's giant. Including players like Lise Mousset, John Fleck, um, Jack O'Connell, who's key to them and what and the success, if you want to call it, of that, what they did last season. Um they tried this winter break already. But by playing five fixtures this week, five fixtures the next week, and then try and sink it back, then you're not allowed to play a game in that 14-day period. You're also not allowed to, if you are going to travel, you can go and travel, but you can't do because what 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 they're trying to do. You said who said about the money was it Ed about right. losing money and stuff. So yeah. any any time any time they there's a gap in a fixture list. Remember with Chelsea just before the Europa League final. Let, let's go find a friendly and let's try and make as much money as possible. Let's use it as a marketing tool. Let's go over there and do this before a key game. It's really silly stuff, but that's what's happening at the moment. So what they've tried to say is that in that two-week period, you're off. You could go train and do nothing else. But then how are they going to use that from a marketing point of view? And you're going to have that even more now. Clubs have lost so much money because of the COVID pandemic, lack of you know, lack of merchandise sales, the, the fact that there's no fans coming through the stadiums, there's no beer going over the pumps. Yeah, they are going to look for every single opportunity to recoup some of that money. So if you give them a break, the clubs will make a business decision, and that will be we need to find either a training friendly, we need to find somewhere that we can go and play over in Singapore, Malaysia, we're going to go over to the US, we're going to find somewhere to increase our brand potential and make additional sales. What we've done is we've created this issue on ourselves by essentially having football generate so much income. It's become mm. such a, a lucrative business. There's, yeah, do I don't think there's a way back. Do you remember the Premier League wanted to suggest playing the 38th game of the season in different countries? America. Could you imagine doing that and then, okay, let's go play a Champions League final in Belgium a week after that. Or then we've got the FA Cup final back at Wembley. And back then, that seemed outrageous. Imagine adding that now. But it's more likely to happen because, as um, Buck said, they need money. Mm. Which in well, itself think- is, is ironic because actually... They're still getting all their TV money, which is the bulk of the revenue items. So the Premier League say, really has got money. It might not have as much, but it's got money. I was going to say, the Premier League itself, there's some clubs I feel sorry for and worry for. The Premier League and BT and Sky and the people like showing the sports, my heart does not bleed for them. They've got plenty. They they make plenty. They make obscene amounts of money. I know, I know the Premier League writes for the season is in the billions, but they make that back the first week with subscriptions and, and whatnot. Yeah. Don't f- don't forget we're talking about people that have been charging 15 quid to see Burnley West Brom 0-0, Brighton versus Sheffield United 0-0 or whatever it was. Like, like my heart does not bleed for them. They've got enough money and the Premier League itself as, as an entity and as a business could afford to have a week or two out. And I know the Christmas period is... But then if that's the case, right, everyone wants Christmas football, we want Boxing Day games. Okay, Take a few weeks out of the start of December then. Or play the Boxing Day game. This is is something that was banded about a little bit before. Play the Boxing Day game because Boxing Day, that is a proper family time, you know, and time with your pals. Let's go down and watch a game. Not just, it doesn't just have to be a Premier League game. It could be non-league football because in not anything from the conference national down, they will always make Boxing Day and Easter or any bank holiday, they'll make it a local derby. So you want to go and do that and get involved and it's fun and it's, it's you're festive and that. And then the first, the, the the third round of the FA Cup, that is the first weekend of January. That is traditional. I think we need to keep those two things and then literally have all of January off. What's wrong with that? See, I think the Premier League should take a break. If nothing else, it would encourage fans, you know, like us that are, we, I mean, we're all based in Northampton town. We all have our Premier League clubs that we go and support. But actually, if the Premier League wasn't playing on Boxing Day, how how many of us would actually get up and go and enjoy it? Well, I say enjoy it, but would go and watch 
a cobbler's game for a local derby how many other people that would go and find their another you know a lower league english football league team that would put that sort of derby on for them and actually would really benefit from the extra money from the extra gate receipts they try and do that don't they with um with international break normally so like this this week that has just gone the the best week in in the in the fixture list everyone loves the international break they would normally have a non-league day it's go go watch your local club so it does it does there are there are benefits to that every now and then but should it just be the premier league that that put that puts a can on no. it in the winter break or should they just put all professional football or all football you know just have, have what they'll do is they'll just uh, this will speed up the progress of abandoning competitions like the league cup this is what i expect the outcome to be the league cup which yeah. has been tossed about even before the pandemic will go all right now it's ending we had nice memories goodbye because the the revenue the league cup um, generates compared to the premier league even the fa cup it's, it's, it's the it's the least profitable by a country mile yeah. Mm. Um, or, or Premier League teams should have the option to s- submit a team for the competition, like because it's still good for League Two, League One championship teams. It's a, it's a, it is a cup competition and whatever. But the Premier League, it should be like the um, the uh, EFL Cup, you know, where you can submit your reserves and stuff. You should be you should be able to choose Liverpool, right? If they're going after the Champions League, we've already done that, Cup and the Premier League. Exactly. That they they chose what they wanted to do when they went out to to do the club world championship and play their youth team in a game. Like they, but they should just be able to withdraw from it completely. They should be able to say, "Look, we don't want to be a part of this. It's X amount of games." And going on to the amount of games and stuff, and like we were saying, I love 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 football. You know, I, I literally watch sit on a weekend. I'll watch as much Serie A as I can, League on. I watch as much as I can. I'm starting to just feel a bit burnt out by football because especially during lockdown and stuff, when there is now on a Saturday, and don't get me wrong, I love football Saturdays, but when there's four games in a row to watch on a Saturday and then there's four games to watch in a row on a Sunday, sometimes it does feel like it's just too much to... You, you, you don't even you, you haven't even got enough time to soak in the, t- the two o'clock kickoff before it's literally like bang, bang, it's bang, and now we're going to yeah. Selhurst Park for... Do you know what I mean? And it is just getting a bit... We could do with a week break or... Yeah, like international break. I know in moment there's no Premier League football on, but that's fine. Just don't do the international break then. Just just have a week off. Just let the players rest, let the fans rest. Then we'll, then we'll be absolutely itching to see more football back. Let's mm. like the international break. How many how many people genuinely when they when the international fixtures come up? How many people genuinely go? Oh, England are playing. I can't wait for that. People see the international <laughs> break coming up and they genuinely go like, oh. Do, do you know what? I haven't been able to do that when it comes to international football for a long time. Because I generally I can't remember seeing an English side that excited me, mm. and nothing nothing recently certainly from the the Southgate area era, no doesn't excite me at all. Yeah, okay, we all got involved with the with the um, the last World Cup showing because there was a little bit of kind of you know, national pride. Actually, we had got out of a group. Oh, we're doing all right. But really, has it been an exciting brand of football to watch? No. It's a break Not for really. the fans of international football, isn't it? Like I go, oh, I could take a bit of a break. I mean, I can choose yeah. to watch the game if I want, but oh, I can turn it off. That's it. But then no, you remember, no. oh wait, our, t- our club players are playing, and they all end up injured, and then you end up resenting the international competitions even more. Like there's a negative stance around it, but that's always been the case, even before this pandemic. So here's a question for you, right? So I'm lo- I'm looking at the Germany lineup. Werner's playing. Nabry's playing. Sane's playing. Gundogan's playing, uh, Goretzka's playing. Germany are currently three 0 down at half time to Spain, right? Ross. Now, yeah, if you're if you're the Chelsea manager and you're worried about everyone getting injured and like obviously it's the talk of it is the topic at the minute. Are you happy that Timo Werner's playing out on the left for a Germany team that are three 0 down in a throwaway game? Like, what, it's not throwaway. No. no, there was still some. There was still something yeah. on that game in order yeah. to whoever you know, whoever wins goes to the knockout. I, I don't it, think any of us form. agree with it. I don't think any of us agree. With it. It's, it is the League Cup of international football, but that's to us. You know mm-hmm. how how is the Nations League looked at in Spain? How is Serbia, it looked at in Portugal? How is it looked at in Germany? How does it look like? I think it might be um, an, an English 
like a, a Premier League privilege. Like we've got that sort of snobbery about us, where it's like, oh, don't care about this. Because I wanted to come back to you with the with the League Cup thing. Maybe all the teams that qualified for Europe the season before do not play League Cup football the following season. Would that make it more competitive? Would that make it more interesting that you could keep hold of it? It means more to Group B, C, D, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, the lower rank yeah. team means a lot more. Yeah, because yeah, players. because then they'll be able to earn more revenue. Once again, it comes back to money on that front. Because like, look at um, who's knocking around down the bottom. Who's normally terrible? Is it Luxembourg or something? They're 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 awful, but they've been doing all right because they're playing competitive games. San Marino, I think they've got three. They've they've um, got three clean sheets on the bounce or something like first time in no the history of, of, of well, no, they've definitely got games, two. Wasn't it? two. Yeah, yeah, but I think let's, they're, let's, they're uh, steady on. Uh, Oh, oh no! They drew. They drew one all, didn't they, or something? So they're unbeaten in three, or something okay. like that. So they are buzzing, and they're thinking, "Might, might, might to build on this, and they build on that, then they'll be able to get some money because you get loads of revenue out of the Nations League." And but that was the, the day, point of you what it was designed for. Yeah, that's what it was designed for. It wasn't designed for the top teams. It was designed for the lower teams, so actually they don't just turn up and get dropped six nil, seven nil by Germany. They actually have a team where they can learn to try and improve and play competitively at their level. But for the top teams, what is the Nation League bringing to Portugal, Spain, Italy, Germany? Financial, financially, nothing. But for the, it's meant, it, it was meant to bring more competitive games. Well, it bring, more it just bring a bit of wedge. Look at who was in the final eight of last year's Nations League. Yeah, same old faces. So none of none of the none of the the, the minnows have have got anything out of it it's literally been oh they wouldn't in the first year no 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 but it's like it's not can you can you really but see they won't. That that's going to push on like no they won't you're right scotland will get the most you'll see is teams like scotland getting to group a and then being knocked straight out that's yeah, what you're exactly. saying yeah it's just yeah it's, it's, it's nonsense but the, the thing is like i understand that like this like you said with the smaller teams it, it's nice for them but without sounding like Roy Keane at the World Cup, like you shouldn't go there just to make numbers. Like, and quickly going back to the League Cup thing, yeah. Who would be who have been the League Cup winners in the last five years? Oh, Man, City. City. Man City, Man City, Man City, Man City. Right, United, United won it United, in 2017. Yeah, right. Do, do do you think City care about the League Cup? No, even when they win it, see, they won uh, it last year, didn't they? Exactly. And it was seen but as a failure. I think they do. Oh, I think they do. Oh, I think they do. No, no, they do. It's all in winning mentality. Yeah, they're trying to win their trophy. City are like the fifth most successful club in England now. They put their B team out for the League Cup, right, and they still win it. But until the final, they only put. But that's why what you what you said, isn't it? I think they should they should submit a team. This is your team that is going. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you've got a squad of eighteen. That's it, or whatever. Again, what, what's the point in the smaller teams even going into it? It's all well and good, like you, you make up the numbers. And I know money-wise you will, well, not at the minute, but you, 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 there's a chance you could get a payday and you get to go to Old Trafford or, or Anfield. But even then, it only being a League Cup game and not an FA Cup game, it's not the same. It doesn't sell out the same. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't sell out the same. Arsenal charge a tenner. Arsenal charge a tenner for yeah. League Cup games. And they put it on general sale. So it's literally just whoever wants to go. And we never, and we, I mean. we never fit it out for that. So well, like, the, the fact that the same old faces from the Premier League keep winning the League Cup and whatnot, like it just, it is, it just is boring. Like on the flip side, imagine, imagine you're someone like I don't know. Let's just, let's just use Northampton Town. Let's use Cobb as an example, right? Imagine, imagine you put yourself a run together, right, and you get to like a quarter final or a semi final of the of the Papa John's Cup, cup or whatever it is now. Oh God, it's called a Papa John's Cup at the moment, isn't it? you've done well right and you've beaten similar or just like someone from the championship you've, you've had to put a good run together and then it's like oh it's the quarterfinals and you get arsenal away like mm. you like some some romanticists in the in, in in the fans will see oh that's that's a big away day to arsenal and then well some yeah. Brent, Brent, like, oh. Brad, bradford turned up the arsenal and beat them yeah. and made it to the final you know I mean? so there's an opportunity yeah, how long ago was that that was literally that was what, 20 yeah it becomes <laughs> That becomes less frequent as the superpowers become even stronger. But well, um, yeah. who, are, who are we to say abolish this competition, uh, restrict the squads? Because all these different organisations, FA, UEFA, you know, uh, the Premier League's a separate entity, like, they're going to go, so why should we have to get rid of our competition? Like, who are we to dictate? Because they, they need to earn money as much as the rest of us, is the well, way they say, say it. That- 
you say that, Ed, but our two teams, mine and yours, are both trying to break away from the league. They're both looking at other money. and <laughs> Yeah, I, I know they are, but I'd, I'd, I'd be the death of English football. Honestly, I, would, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah I'm against that. I, I'm, I'm not saying scrap the competitions. I think it should be, stuff like the League Cup should be, like, like it is for the EFL Cup, it should be optional whether you want to submit a squad. And uh, and if failing failing that, put out put out an awful team in the first round and then get fined. But at least at least you haven't got the fixtures on your hands. See, I, I'm with the camp. Where I've, I've always questioned what's the difference between the League Cup and the FA Cup. No, but you're in the camp of we, we want to compete. We want to win a trophy. No, oh, mate, we're never going to do that. Happens to me. That won't happen, mate. That won't happen. That happens maybe three times in my lifetime. I've seen one trophy land in two trophies in my lifetime. So, like, it ain't going to happen for a long while. Um, <laughs> I don't understand as a as a fan. So, part they talk about the FA Cup. The FA Cup has always had um, the, the magic of the FA Cup, the the allure, the, the excitement. How much of that have you taken away? by pushing the league cut more and actually as a fan and as a kid i couldn't understand what the difference was because actually this kind of the same thing it's the, all the teams are in it so that's kind of the same you know the final still at wembley that was kind of the same then the semi-final was at old trafford that was sort old of trafford and villa park in it yeah so well, what's the difference all the teams it? ain't in it it's just doesn't it premier league to yeah. league two the league and, cup. and i'll tell you what makes the fa cup more special as well three little letters bbc being able yeah. to have still live games on terrestrial television, it's a big event. Like Ed said, you get smaller teams in it. So you, you do get Forest Green Rovers versus a championship, versus Derby Man United. in the second round. Yeah, yep. exactly. So teams. rather than adding, <laughs> rather than adding like pressure a... to the squad lists, why not increase that kind of magic of the FA Cup by dropping... The League Cup. Now it is only the FA Cup that you could see. You could save Rovers the FA Cup. Manchester United, and it would save the FA Cup and make it even more it's lucrative, much, it's more too attractive. Much money, man. I mean, how much money do you think Papa John's have just paid to, to have that as their? Do you know what I mean? They've, they've dropped a bomb paying for that, and that alone is the reason. Why but how much would they have paid ten years ago for the FA Cup? It's the as each generation passes, surely that people will be having. The, say we abolish the League Cup. I bet you in 20 years, a different generation will be saying, this, having the same conversation about abolishing the FA Cup. Like, why do we have the FA Cup? But, but well, it's the same, same in Europe, isn't it? The Cup Winners' Cup was knocking around. And I think you get rid the of the League Cup, that's what the I FA thought, Cup becomes the League Cup. I, I think the Cup Winners' Cup was probably the like one of the most interesting. Well, all the European competitions were. That, UEFA Cup, probably UEFA Cup was probably third on the list, really, because the European Cup, the Champions League, it was the, champ it was the winner of your league, maybe the team in second, and then the UEFA Cup would be, um, you know, the teams in second slash third, down to fifth, and then the Cup Winners' Cup. You know, they would then... It, it's, such a, it's such a task to try and win that competition. Now, the, well, the Cup Winners' Cup got scrapped, God knows how long ago. The UEFA Cup is always the bridesmaid to the Champions League. They're looking at bringing a third competition in. Yeah, they are. Or, third Europa, second Europa League. Yeah, yeah. What's the yeah, point yeah. of that? If the Europa League ain't really doing bits money. anyway. If you win it, if you win it, is it money? But, well, into Toto Cup, that was like, oh, you, you didn't get many yellow cards this season. You've play, you're playing in the final. Who else in the final? Five other teams. Pathetic. Oh, you don't actually uh, win a title. <laughs> you're playing the Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates. Yeah, is that, yeah no, no, of course, of course people are going to want, want to watch that. Let's say you support uh, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace had a great season. They finished 10th. And then you've got like them clubs that used to be like look at AC Milan. They've been, a, I mean, they're on the way back up again, but they've been a ghost of their former selves. Imagine Crystal Palace were away at AC Milan. You'd be buzzing. AC Milan played against Shamrock Rovers, didn't they? Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. On the route. So, so yeah, you know what? I think I'll, I'll, I'll back you on that, actually, because I think we might just be sat here being a little bit elitist. We don't, think, we don't support, we don't support a, a lower league club as such, apart from Buck. But then, you know, so it's saying, just where. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm saying. Don't abolish it. We, but the bigger teams should have the opportunity, which would help the smaller teams. The bigger mm. team should have the have the opportunity to go. Do you know what? There's no point in us playing in this. We don't want to. We don't want to. We've got bigger things to focus on. It might devalue the League Cup. It's the Papa John's trophy at the minute. Does it need to go any lower? Who does it need to be sponsored by? What's wrong with Papa John's? Does okay. It really, the Millennium's Gold Street League Cup. Oh, is, is, <laughs> is, 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 Papa John's Papa John's Pizza Hut or Domino's? What order do you put them in? 
Pizza Hut or as a sponsor? Pizza Hut, Papa John's, Domino's. Domino's is dead as pizza and it's Domino's way too expensive. Domino's, Domino's is, is dead. dead and it's too expensive. Pizza I love, I love pizza face. I was liking the Millennium show. I did I like that. <laughs> big up, big up, to, big up to Eric at Millenniums. Big I'd up to go the Millenniums, Gold Street and Abbott and Square. Yeah, we can imagine that. The Golden Sapphire FA Cup, like some proper Backstreet yeah. Chinese. Should we ask but... them to watch <laughs> yeah, Should we see what happens yeah. like that? Oh, my well, we'll God. We'll try and play muff. We'll go, look, the, the, listen, the, the Millenniums on Abbott and Square have offered us some money, so... No, I'm craving. I'm craving Freddy's. Oh, good old Freddy's. Right, what we got going on this weekend? Watch alongs. We got big yes, watch alongs. Big. big oh, talk to everyone about the watch alongs. What's going on? Okay, I need to make sure I get this right. I can't go. We've got a big Ed, watch along and absolute, say, Ed, absolutely uh, can it. So we've got a uh, Man City versus uh, Tottenham. Yeah, there you go. A big Ooh. game, Man City. No, because there's so many. All the game fixtures changed when they got rid of pay per view. So we, we start with Tottenham versus Man City. That's a big game. Tottenham want to extend um, a lead at the top, and Man City just want to get back in the mix. Followed by that, we've got Man United versus West Brom. You know, mm. West Brom will be looking to beat the underdogs, Man United, in that one. That's, the one. Um, uh, that's, that's yeah. on Saturday as well. That is. That's on Saturday. That'll be at eight o'clock kickoff. So we're going to be doing the both of them. And then we've yeah, got uh, we're going to be on the same time the next day. We've got uh, we've got Leeds versus Arsenal on Sunday, followed by Leeds Liverpool win. Leicester. So that's a fantastic double bill. And then straight from the Leeds, sorry, the Liverpool Leicester game, we're going straight into our Premier League review show. Love that. What a couple of days of football. We're I just need a new fan in oh, this room for that. We've got too much football on. We haven't got time to break. <laughs> we're, do, we're doing four watch-alongs and a review Cross show it. and back on Monday. It's all about the money. It's disgusting. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Like, you, don't, you don't have time to process it. Look, at, Honestly, right, so on the Saturday, on the Saturday, Newcastle, Chelsea, t- uh, 12.30, Aston Villa, Brighton at 3, Tottenham City at half 5. Chelsea, Newcastle at uh, West- uh, half 12. Yeah, yeah. United West Brom. I said that. United West Brom oh, eight, sorry. and then on and then on Sunday you've got Everton Fulham twelve, Sheffield United West Ham two, Leeds Arsenal half four, and then Liverpool Leicester a uh, quarter past seven. Now, if you're if you're a female and you're stuck during lockdown with your spouse and they just want to watch every game and match of the day both days, like you might as well just. It's not cheap, <laughs> I can assure you. With that much football on, do you think the geezer would notice? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. There's two games on Monday as well. Yeah. You'd, you'd only realise when international come round. Like, <laughs> I ain't seen it since September. Who's this, who's this other bloke that's just moved into my house? Like, what is going on? Oh, God. Right, here's someone to have a little giggle about that. Christ alive. What I'd say about Liverpool's injuries are, whoa. Alex I'm CH, who's your team? Man City with the blue and white. I'm trying to think think whether that blue and white might be Everton just for bounce. Or it might be Leicester. If, if, oh yeah, let's go through that question as well. Kev over in Norway, we're worldwide, remember that. Question to Cotton was, um, what's the worst um, for Man United between uh, Van Gaal and Mourinho? What do you think? Who who was the worst gapper? All day, every day, all day, every day. Seventy-four left backs. And I don't, I don't even like Mourinho that much, but Van Gaal was just absolute. Like, we got sold the dream, man. When he sub, when he subbed the goalkeeper in the penalty shootouts at the World Cup, and it paid off. We were like, right. Here we go. This game is <laughs> going to bring us the world. And then he got there and, like you said, signed 74 left-backs, eight right-wing backs, uh, four CDMs. <laughs> and, and then literally two games into the season, we brought all these players to, to play this 5-3-2. And then literally two games in was like, ah, this is pretty shit. It's been working. So, never, never, <laughs> so we didn't put the formation again. So then we had all these players that just literally was like, Mate, how how can you get me so excited to sign Bastian Schweinsteiger? I oh, know, and make him make look him, so poor. And then make him play that kind of football. It was literally like, I'm just, my life's done. You signed Memphis Depay, who at the time was one of the most promising, exciting, talented. Yeah. He was the most sought after players in Maria. Oh, a lot. Was like, yeah, I got Di Maria. 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 
The pie was ragging, man. When he was allowed to attack, the kid's a joke. Look what he's gone on to do for Holland and gone on to do for Leon. And Van Gaal had, had him playing wing back and made him track back for every ball and stuff. And it was just like, honestly, the Van Gaal time was probably the most. That's where half of my hairline went. Was was, yeah, was Van Gaal times? I'm telling you, Mourinho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Wait, what, what's this say? It was, so, oh, is he, so he's a toffee, is he? He's a toffee, yeah. Tom Littlemore said he's not a fan of Liverpool. Uh, I think he's a United fan, actually, Cotton. Um, but um, yeah, he said Yota, great, um, great buy. He's ne- been never disputing it wasn't a great buy. Just I didn't think it's what they needed at the time. It's no, it is the toffees. Yeah. It is the toffees through and through. I hope you enjoy your DVD at Christmas. Top after yeah. four games. Yeah. <laughs> We've got something for you. <laughs> That section will be here this weekend <laughs> as well. So, well, yeah. They're in, in a bit of a sticky situation, aren't they, over the last... Wee! Uh, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Any other business, gents? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just going to give a few a little roundup of the scores that's going on at the minute, if I if I can. Yeah, uh, for your piece. Portugal have just equalised uh, Ruben Diaz, so it's one all against Croatia. Croatia have just gone down to 10 men. Uh, France came from 1-0 behind, and they're currently leading Sweden 2-1. Uh, Giroud and Benjamin Pavard with the goals. Giroud just bags uh, for France, man. I oh know. Spain are uh, 3 0 up against Germany. Uh, it's not looking good for Germany. I don't think they've had a shot on target. No, they haven't. Spain have had eight. Uh, Montenegro are uh, beating Cyprus 3 0. Gibraltar are uh, 1 all against Liechtenstein. Big up Gibraltar. Yeah, man. Uh, Big up Chipolinas. Andorra, Andorra uh, losing to Latvia 1 0. And Cobblers versus Stevenage in the EFL Trophy Southern Woo! Group C uh, awaiting penalties. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. Oh, can I just Ooh. say one thing? Can I just say one thing? This is to Alex, who's also at Tour Up Top. You could have been here tonight, mate. You obviously couldn't back it. I'll see you on another show, mate. Come on. Oh, absolute burn. Um, but from, from the gents here, <laughs> wait, uh, before we go, obviously, we've got to let everyone know. Don't forget, make sure you like, share, subscribe on our stuff. Love the support that everyone's been showing over the last, well, for the last couple of years, but in particular over the last few weeks and stuff. Keep it going and keep supporting. Thank you very much. Um, on your bike, mate. At least we have a defence to play. Oh, can't, argue can't, can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Hey, can't really do much about yeah, that's it. That's why I liked him. Thank you. Yeah. Um, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash to top football. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, um, Twitch, you know, every any platform. If you just put in at to top football, you'll be able to find us. But from me, Gav Mack, from Stephen Cotton. From Southgate Ed. Out. Southgate Ooh. out. Southgate <laughs> out. And Stephen Burke. Hashtag, hashtag. See you later. Thank you, everybody, and good night.